Yo, welcome back. Welcome back to Talking with Maserati. Talking with Maserati. Welcome back. I am your host, Talking with Maserati. And that's not my name. My actual name is Maserati Shells. But I've been fucking up so much that I start to do it because you guys don't even say nothing about me fucking up saying that. My name is Talking with Maserati. Here's my trusty co-host, iPad, Apple, my guy. Shout out. So on today's episode, guys, I'm bringing y'all a fresh conversation I had with a female friend of mine you know, about her dating situation. Like, when is it? Is things moving too fast? The things you got to know about a person, like what to expect from a person, and just really overall conversating, communicating, and comprehending. See, you can have communication with no comprehension. That's never going to work. So you need always communication, understanding, and comprehension. Also, my book of the day, The 22 Mutable Laws of Branding. This book has helped bring you Talking with Maserati, 8182 Foundation, 8182 Entertainment, Rubik Speaker album that I released with the book, The Growth Mindset Rubik Speaker, allowed me to brand myself. And I want to tell you guys, I want to read off some of the um, chapters on how, what it says here, the table of contents. This is, you can see it's a book I've had for a while. It's pretty old. It's, a one, it's one of my favorite go-to reads. Like, honestly, people don't think I read. I'm actually an avid reader, so... In the table of contents, it's, a, it's an old book. So, yeah, you guys bear with me. I know you guys. And hey, listen, I'm going to start having cue cards. So, I'm going to have cards that help me with my segments. I've been winging it, kind of unprofessional. But you guys don't give a fuck anyway. You guys like the thug life shit. But anyway, some of the chapters are the law of expansion, the law of contradiction, the law of publicity, the law of advertising, the law of word, the law of credentials, the law of quality, the law of category, the law of name, the law of extensions, the law of fellowship, the law of generic, the law of the company, the law of sub-brands, law of siblings. That's a lot of fucking laws, right? It's 22 of these joints. That's only 15. So the 22 laws. And laws are irremutable. That means you can't break these laws. You break these laws, you're going to fail. If I can get to the last law, that'd be cool, huh? Bro, these pages are stuck together, bro. Like, I'm so unprofessional. Please don't cancel me. Cancel culture. Anyway, the law of shape, the law of color, the law of borders, the law of consistency, the law of change, the law of mor- mortality, the law of singularity. Damn, it's a little... Oh, I didn't know this was in here. All right, bro. I ain't read this. Hold up. Y'all can slap me around and call me Susie. The 11 immutable laws of internet branding, the law of either or, the law of inactivity, the law of common name, the law of proper name, the law of singularity... The law of internet advertising, the law of globalism, the law of time, the law of vanity, the law of divergence, and the law of transformation. I want to go to some of these. I want to pick one internet rule because I'm on the internet. So let's see. Let's see. Hold on. I didn't remember that. That made me look bad right now, huh? Do y'all look at me different now? Probably. So let's go to page. Let's go to page 126. I want to see what 126 says. 126 is the law of interactivity. So, the law of interactivity. Without it, your website and your brand will go nowhere. Not since television took off in the early 50s has the nation seen such a technological revolution as the Internet. For a time, Internet usage was literally doubling every month. There's a relationship between television and the Internet. Each is a communication medium. And nothing on earth affects more people in a powerful way than the introduction of a new major mass communication medium. Over the course of human history, there have been five such introductions. The book, the newspaper, radio, television, and the internet. So, let's break those down. The original mass communication medium, of course, was human voice. Still an unusually effective way to send a message. Each 
major medium to follow became profitable in its own right because the medium possessed a unique, highly praised attribute. So that means word of mouth, the voice. So we all know word of mouth is better than anything. The book multiplied the number of people that could be reached by a single individual. Not only could millions of people share ideas, concepts, but the ideas could easily flow from one generation to the next. The book, the Bible, the Bible, encyclopedias, the Quran, the Torah, book. The periodical, the periodical ad, the attributes of news. Large numbers of people could share news from the latest events in the city or country, eventually the world. Hold on, someone's calling me. Hold on. I got a stalker. I have a stalker. Hold on. Excuse me. I'm on my podcast reading the book, stalker. I had to, to get a restraining order for her. What, what's up with your hair? You're on my podcast looking rough. Hold on. Hold on. Hey, <laughs> We're live, too. Hey, why are you FaceTiming me while I'm in my podcast? I'm reading. Not looking like that. I'm going to put you on screen. She's at the beach. Pause your, pause your I can't pause my podcast. It's live. That's too much editing. So I will hit you back on that. We're reading. We're reading about the law of inter- inter- interactivity. Interactivity. Okay. So I'll hit you back. All right. All right. Bye. Love you too. So where were we at before I was rudely interrupted? Oh, Okay. The periodical added the attribute of news. Large numbers of people could share news of the latest events in the city or the country, eventually the world. In essence, the periodical took printing process used in book production and greatly sped it up. Where a book could take months to produce and still does, unfortunately, a newspaper could produce overnight. Radio added the attribute of human voice, news, and entertainment could be communicated with emotion and personality. A long line of celebrities have used the emotional power of radio to communicate in an exceptionally effective way. Winston Churchill, Franklin D. Roosevelt, Rush Limbaugh, Dr. S- what the fuck? Dr. Laura Schlesinger? Oh, man, Schle- Schlesinger? I don't know. Howard Stern to name a few. Television added the attribute of motion. Radio with the moving pictures, if you will. Motion pictures, of course, were the per- precursor, the precursor of television that still represents much of TV's content. TV. I, th- I, I think TV was the most, besides the internet, TV is the biggest. So let's go to internet. In my opinion. And what does it say for, he said, an internet, what attribute does internet bring to the communication table? If the internet is going to take a place alongside the other major media, it would because it exploits totally, it exploits a totally new attribute. We believe that history will rank the internet as the greatest media of all time. And the reason is simple. The internet is only mass communication media that allows interactivity. The organization was founded to promote internet advertising. It's called, it's called appropriately enough, the Interactive Advertising Bureau. The Interactive Advertising Bureau. That's crazy. I never knew that. Anyway, as you can see, this book gives you very good insight. This is the 22 Immutable Laws of Branding. This is the book of the day. I advise you to go pick it up, get in your game, and let's go. So, as you can see, my girl busts all through my podcast looking like that. I don't know what she, she was at the beach or whatever, but okay, whatever the case may be. So, everyone's different in relationships, right? And my female friend was asking me like some like kind of like questions like how she should be with a relationship. I said, listen, and this is me giving her from a man's point of view. And I never I never hate on my man. Toxic masculinity to the death. Anyway. Yes. Anyway, you know, so what I was saying basically was a real man. You can ask a real man what's up from the beginning. Like most of us men, we OK with you asking us what you what we don't like, what we like, what we into, what we trying to do, where we trying to go with our life. And um, 
I think a lot of times women don't understand that. We want to know straight up too, just like y'all want to know straight up. And a real man, like, like honestly, and I don't want to like, like shit on nobody. A real man don't give a fuck about pussy. Pussy's everywhere. You can get pussy on the whim. You can go, I can go right now and go wash a load of clothes and meet somebody and be like, okay, what's up with you? And game her up and hit some pussy. We're not looking, a boy, a boy is looking for pussy. When I was a teenager, I was pussy crazy. I'm just trying to bust nuts. I'm trying to get my numbers up. That's it. As a man, you're looking for a life partner. You're looking for a soul partner. You're looking for a soulmate, someone you can build with and spend these in my aliens with. You know what in my alien is? That's a million with. That's what we trying to do. So a real man is not worried about pussy. When I say a real man's not worried about pussy, we're not talking about when she gonna give me the pussy or this and that. Yeah, we get horny, our dick get hard. The two things that's gonna happen is well, dick gonna get hard and pussy gonna get wet. That's the two things that's gonna happen in America and in the world, all around, motherfucking in the universe, in the galaxy. Alien dick getting hard and alien pussy getting super wet, probably. I'm trying to see what that's like, but that's a whole nother story. Anyway, what I'm basically trying to say is, if your main, your, if if you're dealing with a man who only thinks about pussy. He'll never be successful. He'll always be deterred by pussy. And your pussy's not going to be enough. Just like a female. If all she's thinking about is dick, and that's all she's thinking about 24-7 is dick, she, that's all she's going to care about. So any dick will do. Any dick that gets her interest, she's going to take it. So you got to find somebody that's on your level what you're trying to do. And at this stage, with inflation up, and we feeling like it's going to be a fucking recession next year, or, or you know, all that, we're going to go through a recession next year, you should be with somebody that's trying to make financial plans, that's helping you save, helping you get life insurance, that helps say, what kind of, baby, what kind of business do you think you want to do? Like, what, what do you see yourself doing? Like, like you got to understand it. Like, as men, too, like, you got to find out what these women are on. Does she want to be a housewife? Does she want to be a, a, a partner, a 50-50 partner? Or does she need a 60-40? You feel me? Like, me and my chick was talking about this other day. So, my chick was telling me. She was like, she was just talking about, because she know, like, I talk to her, like, I get on her nerves sometimes because I talk about what I'm trying to do business-wise and what I'm trying to do, like, on my podcast. And um, she was like, well, what was we, how did it come up? They were talking about a divorce or something or something like that. She was like, well, if you had $2 million, how much would you give me? And so I said, a quarter of a mil. She goes, that's it. I said, well, I said, one, if I got $2 million, why would I have to give you something? I should already give it to you. And I said, also, if I, if I have $2 million, why would you only want a quarter million? Like, you're going to spend that and have nothing. I said, that's what's wrong with a lot of women. They just want a bag. They just want some money. They want a Bentley. They want a Maybach. They want a BBL. Talking about, how about I give you 250 How about I invest 250 in you? You feel me? A quarter million is enough to start a business, right? And that's why I said that number, honestly. Like I told after the conversation, I said, me thinking this like this, if I have two million and you have none, there's something wrong with our relationship. Why? Because you must have seen me work to get that two million and you did nothing. I didn't put you on. You didn't actually get put on. I didn't put you in a position to make your own two million. Now we got four million together. Now we're going to take that four million and make another eight million. Like that's the whole goal. Like I can't sit and watch my boy that I'm close with make two million. I'm like, damn, I ain't made nothing. I ain't asked to be put on. I didn't learn from him watching. Like, that's, that's, that's crazy. It's like, it's like this. It's like this. Even if you trapping, right? And your girl see you cook up or she see you break down a whole, a whole pound of weed. She should learn something. She should know how, okay, how, that's how you break it down. That's how much you sell it for. Now she in the game, but now she can count the money. Okay. Now she know how to make a run. Stuff like that. Even though you shouldn't do that. Don't put your girl in the game. Do not have her, don't have her trapping. What I'm saying is if you're doing something, this is a life part of this, somebody you want to build with, they should be learning as you learn. You feel me? Like, I remember one time uh, my, my my chick was just tripping, like, because I had, I had a couple side hustles. She's like, well, you never put me on nothing. I said, okay. I tested her. I gave her all the information on how to do credit repair. I didn't show her nothing. I didn't show her nothing because what I was doing was seeing if she's going to look at the shit and say, well, I don't understand it. Can you show me? She never asked. So I never showed her because you, if you if someone asks you how to do something, they're not, they're not really interested. And I'm going to tell you how 
I look at that. It's like, so I had passed for some bread, right? And this is a true story. So when I passed for the bread, I had three homies. I said, y'all want to go pass on this? They kind of declined, so they didn't want to pass on the bread, right? A couple of them just like, they weren't sure. They weren't sure if it was a real play. I said, bro, if I did it, you know it's a real play. But anyway, what I did with the money, and it wasn't that much money. It was a few racks. When I did the money, the first thing I did, I cleaned my credit. Second thing I did, I LLC my record label, and I got a nonprofit. Those are the first three things I did with my money. Those are solid investments, right? And I didn't realize when you get a nonprofit, when you go get a nonprofit, you still have to go file for 501c3. When I passed the next time, I did that for 501c3. The moral of the story is I passed and I didn't go buy jewelry. I didn't go. I stunned it a little bit. But what I did, I bought a nonprofit. I got my LLC for my record label and I got my credit clean. And then I started helping stuff and I started donating. I helped other nonprofits, sending them money, gave my family money. The whole problem was I showed people the blueprint. Like, bro, this is what I did. If you didn't ask me, if you don't want to get on, I can't help you. You got to ask, bro, because I don't know what you can and can't do. Like, even with my um, with my credit repair, I offered a couple people, like, look, bro, I'll do your credit, and I'll show you how to do this so you can make your own bread. Oh, no, I'm cool. People, be want, they, want, they want everything instant gratification. Nobody wants to work for this. Like, credit repair is probably the number one business you can start with no money. Maybe, bro, look how I learned credit repair, bro. I watched the steps they did when they did mines. I bought two ebooks. My boy, the credit doctor, shout out to the credit doctor, Big Juan, out there fixing niggas' credit, getting in the 700 club. I'm a, I'm a personal candidate. And uh, he sent me some paperwork on how to do everything. He never held nothing back from me. My homie Black Ice never held nothing back from me. Real homie. You know what I'm saying? Someone I've known since my 20s when I was fucking up in jail. He really always put me on a play. It's a lot of people that put me on plays out there, but like he really gave me a side hustle. Not no bread in my pocket, just feed me money. He actually gave me a side hustle that brought me in revenue. And I helped other people with that credit repair. A couple, multiple people that pay for my services, they not have businesses. Own workspace, they have businesses. They have 700 credit scores. They got new credit cards. They doing their thing. To me, that's a success. That was my personal side hustle. I slowed up because really I got... um. I got six, so I couldn't keep doing it. But that's always the side hustle. I got that knowledge, and I can always pass that knowledge on to my kids or whenever if I want to start a credit repair right now where I'm at because it's really easy. A lot of y'all got bad credit, and it's not even y'all fault. Y'all got shit y'all done paid off. They took off your things. Y'all got inquiries you don't even know about because y'all going places. They run your credit, and I tell you they're doing a hard inquiry. You feel me? You got bills on there that should have been a charge off. They should have been off seven years ago. Y'all still got shit over there. So if you're in your 30s and you got bad credit, and you got a reason because you can have bad credit going in debt trying to you know build your business. You know, you're using your debt. That's cool. We all going debt. But if you can't climb out of that, you still got like a 500. If you over 30, you ain't in at least a 630. You bullshit. I say that the whole not to veer off to that. The whole thing I'm saying is like when I told my girl is you should never be with me if you can't learn from me. Learn from me and me. you water me and I water you. Meaning, I should learn something from you. Maybe better social skills. Maybe better sensitivity. Maybe understanding. When it comes to business, I should be able to plant that in you. Like, okay, we're working as a team. Because honestly, honestly, I would like, like, and this is something I see when I was young. It was this couple. I forgot. What, what was her name? What's her name, Michelle? I think it's Renee Mom, Michelle. You know, she had, a, she had her business. Which was a, a, a shop, a hair shop. I forgot what her husband did. Just like Marcy and my, uh, and my other boy. Marcy had a hair shop. He had a construction thing. When a woman and a man have two separate businesses, but they own them together, that makes you work harder. And that looks, that's just like sexy to me. You feel me? I got my credit repair business. My girl got a hair salon. And we working. And we in the hair salon looking fly as fuck. The credit repair, fly. We own. We taking trips. Now we living better because now we both got money. And I'm a type of nigga. We both have separate accounts. I don't need to know what you're making. Because if I'm a partner, I'm going to look at the books I know. 
you need your money, I need my money, we got our money. You know, it's, it's the difference, you know, feel me? Because I'm not a pocket watcher. I don't pocket watch. You, what you make is what you make. I got mad at her one day for looking at my check. Like, hold on, bruh. Bruh, bruh, bruh. We don't do that. We don't pocket watch. Real niggas don't pocket watch. So I said to say is y'all can't move so fast in these relationships. You got to know where somebody's mind is at. You got to know where they're at, where they're going to be, where they're going to do. You know what I'm saying? Because that lets you know how a person really, really operates. You feel me? So, and going back to another thing. Ladies, ladies, ladies. Ask a nigga what he does up front. Just ask him. Ask him how, what he believe about family. When was the last time he spent time with his mom? When was the last time he spent time with his dad? When was the last time he seen his kids? Why he ain't with his kids? Why his kids didn't grow up with him? Blah, blah, blah. Hit him with all them questions that niggas don't want to ask because you have to be, if you put it all on the table, nigga got to respect it or reject it. And then sometimes y'all feel like, y'all females got to understand this. Yeah, you tell us you got homeboys. Yeah, you like hanging with dudes, but respect the fact that you with a man now. And a man don't want his woman hanging with niggas smoking blunts and drinking 40s and shit and drinking. <laughs> Let me stop. I just do that. You know, I ain't, I do that. I'm mean, drinking Hennessy and shit. Like, like no nigga want to go to a party and see his girl hanging with niggas. Like, nah, respect the fact you got a man now. I can't do that. I got a man now. When you single and it's a hot girl summer, be a hot girl. It's cool. City girls up. FNN, you know, FNF. You know what I mean? But when you have a dude, respect him as he should respect you. My girl ain't finna catch me. If I hang with some females, it's probably some mutual friends we have. But we're not just drinking and smoking. First of all, I learned something a long time ago, and this is real shit to segue into our next one about females being up front. It's also men. Don't be letting these women touch you. Like, like, I, bro, I used to have a very bad habit. Like, don't touch me. And I, I thought it just came from me, like, like being anti, being a, I'm a people's person, but I'm antisocial. But I just always not like people touch me or touch my hand. I never knew why I felt that way. It's just something that I never liked touching me. Like, I hug like cool, but I never like people touching me. I don't like people dancing on me, right? And come to find out, the energy exchange by someone touching you, you can exchange energy like that. You feel me? You ever, you ever like, like, like give a nigga one of them lock in and you, you can feel that he's a hater. You're like, damn, that energy feel weird. Like something, right? You know, like even if you drunk in the club, like, hey, my nigga, you, 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 you genuinely with the, uh, but you feel that like, like, damn, that energy weird. That's what it be with a lot of these women too. These women be having, listen, I don't want to, I'm going to just be keeping 100, which I'm going to keep it a brick, Right. These women be fucking with multiple niggas. That's multiple energy. And a lot of these women be letting multiple niggas come in them. You feel me? So now you got that different energy that this bitch is like a, really a demon because she got eight different niggas or, or five, whatever niggas she bouncing around to because we know it gets down like that. And that she want to come touch you and transfer that energy. And you, you positive and you wonder what the fuck's going on with you. You feel me? Like, I didn't realize that because, you know, we young. We thought, you know, we young in our mind. Like we players. The more bitches we have, the more player that shit is. Bro, that shit is really draining. If I think about the times I had like four or five bitches I was fucking with, that shit was draining, bro. Mentally, physically, just everything was draining. I don't never want to go back to that. I'm cool with just one. Now I'm good. Like, that's just me personally. I know niggas want to be cool. I got bitches. I'm fucking all these hoes. That's cool, my nigga. See how that gets you. See where that gets you, my nigga. See where that gets you. Yeah, everybody want to be Hugh Hefner these days. But um, with that being said, man. I just want to let everybody know, man, I appreciate y'all for tapping in with me on Talk With Maserati. I be having, uh, these are just personal topics. These are things that I have, I have conversations with my friends, and I come bring it to y'all. And before I go, right, I want to understand something, right? Ladies, y'all know, like, if a nigga can't go to his hood, a nigga don't, oh, I don't go down and do this. Like, nigga got paperwork on him. Nigga, a drug addict. How do y'all still fuck with him? Nigga beating on y'all, telling y'all can't leave the house. Y'all better not do this. Y'all got to unfuck. Like, 
How do y'all like me? I'm gonna tell a female if I see a female interacting with dude the wrong way. Yeah, she gotta unfollow him. Y'all in the DM talking weird. Like, yeah, you gotta unfollow him. If he your ex and y'all y'all communicating too good, yeah, y'all gotta follow him. But just just in general, like like the homegirl just hit me in the DM the other day, talking about her her nigga her baby daddy mad at her because she he thought she was in the studio with me. Are you fucking only girl that be in the studio with me is my girl or female that's working on the track, and I don't be in the studio. I got a studio at home, so I just be like, man, this shit be wow. Another suppose called homie friend on his baby mama head to my I'm fucking her like bruh, you supposed to be family, but ain't nobody touching that girl. So you gotta ladies, y'all gotta start picking better people and don't blame the nigga cause you let him fuck raw. Y'all be having baby mama, baby daddy problems and y'all be oh, that's my ex. Like you fucked with that nigga at time. You thought that was the shit at some time cause you was posting about him. And that's one of my biggest things women do. Women are post, oh, this is the right one. He a real man, y'all might ain't fucking with him, this and that. And he really be a low-key bum. Like, we really be, like, I'm a solid nigga, so I'll never speak on no nigga, no ill man. I don't don't backbite. I don't dirty mac a nigga. Hey, more power to you. If you believe that nigga's a nigga, but I used to beat cuz up back in the day. And I, think I seen nigga get marked out in the county jail. That nigga's really a buster. But that's not me for me to say. But I be seeing females really putting extras on, like, girl, you know he a buster. You know he a dope fiend. Like, I don't get that. I, I don't get that. Like, back when I was coming up, Nigga, women see you do drugs, they like, uh-uh, girl, that nigga a junkie, that nigga this. Nowadays, these bitches don't care, they doing them with the nigga, you feel me? So, it's kind of weird to me, so, I'm not judging nobody, but ladies, better choices to get better results, I promise you. Fellas, better choices to get better results, because we have to hold each other accountable. We do, and I don't want to tear us down, we just got to do better choices. But this is Tuggle Maserati, for this episode, I'm out. Juan, have a good one.